0: Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the main man out for 22 to 35 minutes. This is Crazy Crockett, Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. You can also find me on Spotify and and, uh, Apple Podcasts, and I'm also through uh, Buzzsprout Distribution. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening to my podcast. As I watched the Red Wings play on a Wednesday, no Tuesday, Tuesday evening, yes. So today, folks, I'm gonna address something that I don't usually talk about, and I guess it's kind of weird to be saying this as as you get older, and what you're not allowed to say, or or as a joke or anything, and there's a, there's a friend of mine that I do a podcast with. And I was going to have it on air tomorrow morning. But I was listening to it. And when I was listening to it, I realized that I made way too many um, bad uh, j- jokes about people's uh, some form of disability or some form of their sexual orienta- orientation. It's just kind of awkward because thirty years ago you can make fun of fun of the idea, but you didn't mean it in a bad way. You just made a joke of it. So unfortunately, I can't really air that because I didn't want people to uh, to uh, miss the point of the show. And the guy that I have on the show is disabled and. And he and I will joke around about each other's disability. He has an MD and I have some form of a stroke or stroke palsy. Uh, his 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 disability is his muscles will eventually not work no more to where there's nerves in his body or so those legs aren't working anymore as of right now. Um, but but he and I would joke. And we would make good jokes. But uh, I found out listening to this podcast that I did with him that I don't have on air. That I was making more of the jokes about him than he was making fun of me. And uh, you kind of have to question yourself of that type of humor. Now, I know there's a guy. I think his name is Joe Blue, with cerebral palsy, and he, uh, and he makes fun of himself, and he's around other comedians that make fun of him, that make fun of the idea of him being some form of cerebral palsy. But since I'm not a comedian, now I can be funny with other people. But since the audience who's who's listening to my podcast, I don't know if that would would fly real well. I know that I would have to be more careful of making jokes about me being disabled or my friends being disabled, and kids get bullied a lot in school, and if I have a listener who is 13 or 15 or even 10 years old, which I don't know why a 10-year-old would listen to my podcast, but if I was his inspiration or her inspiration of, of people with a disability to embrace themselves, to allow other people to acknowledge them as for who they are and not allow their disability to, to cripple them of their personality but i think i think you know if i think in order for me to to make jokes about people or disabilities or different uh uh characteristics of people i think i think i would have to start out as a stand up comedian because that way you see what you hear so I think that that for able-bodied people, they're not really allowed to joke about anything that's, you know, a, of an orientation or a someone's physical uh, disability or speech impairment. As you listen to my podcast, you see that there's times where I I will stutter, like I just did right there, and and I can make fun of myself, and I can, and I think I would have to give comedians like Damon Williams and In Living Color, because they made fun of everybody. They made fun of, you know, you know, poor people, disi- a disability people, um, people that came that came out of out of the prison. Uh, That's where the Home and the Clown concept came from. Uh, The handyman is a handicapped guy that played by Damon Williams. Um, Men in Films is a reference to homosexuals who are rating football or sports based on what they see and what they want. I would strongly would like people to watch that show. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it. You can download it. You can. I don't think you can really download it and stuff like that anymore. But you can buy. by the. I don't even think they have any have DVDs anymore. But if you can find that show, I would strongly suggest to watch it. Because that show in itself really saved my personality uh you know i was always mocked in school and people say well that's not true people still like you well people can like you but people don't have to in- include you in your life and this is something i'm going to talk with ron and and in the, in, the, in the new future with ron and Our podcast is going to go in that direction of being disabled. But in this case, because I decided not to publish the latest podcast show with Ron because of the references that I made about Michigan State or the New York Yankees or any gesture that you can think of. That you know how sports guys like to joke around about uh their their teams that they hate. We can be very vulgar and very mean about it, mean spirit about it, even if we're not truly mean that what we're saying is a joke. So if I made a joke and I say, well the the Yankees can suck, blah blah blah. As most of you guys know, other sports guys will just say it's funny. Yeah, the Yankees do suck, or Boston sucks, or Detroit, or whatever team that they don't like. So we always reference some some sexual gesture towards that, even if we don't have any any means of di- of uh, disrespecting people who who do that because they enjoy it. But I think, I think you need to real realize that because I'm not a comedian, I can't, can't really say that, I guess. And I think it's just kind of weird because if you listen to Eminem, and Eminem can be very vulgar, and a lot of his gestures about the gay community and all this stuff, man, that's how we used to always talk. To, and it's something that we didn't really mean it in a way. I mean, we never really picked a fight. Never, I never went out of my way to go find some guy who is gay and, and make fun of him or anything like that because it was not important. We just accepted that person for, for who they were. We knew that there's something off of that, with that person for being gay. But we never, really, never really, I never really, I didn't ever attack that person. Who was gay i I can tell you that's that one of my friends in the neighborhood uh he and I was in about the same age. I think it was like a year older than i than I was and this is back in the eighties and this is when the hair bands and that really Metrosexual. sexual um almost like a transgender uh cross Dressing drag uh, personalities came out like kiss did it in the 70s um, Poison was a really uh, Dragged out show uh, Even Bon Jovi with the long curly hair He were like a hundred yards behind him. You think he's a do f- you think he's a woman? but Going back to my friend, his name—I'm gonna say his first name. I'm not gonna say his last name. His first name is Corey, and uh, the number one thing I remember about him about that era is that when he bought a Poison album with all the Poison artists or the bandmates on the cover, he said, "He said that aren't these women hot?" And and I said to him, these are not women. They're men. And he got really, really mad about it. Like, no, no, this, these have to be women. Like, no, they're men. You can tell. And, he, and for some reason, I just knew. I just knew it. I think it's probably because MTV played music all the time. And when they played that Poison song, they all, I mean, you could tell they were men. Um, and, and then about maybe a year later, a band called Europe, um, uh, one of the best sounds out there in the eighties is the final countdown. They're really just a one hit wonder, but the lead guy named Joey, he very much looked like a woman and he's, I mean, he sounds like a guy. He's saying like a guy. He looked like a woman, and he looked and if, and if you didn't if you didn't watch the video or if you just listen to the radio, you think it's a guy, but if you turn off the sound, you think it'd be a woman and this is another indication of when I figured out that my friend Cory might be a, a homosexual and and when he when he said to me one day says, don't you think Joey's hot? And I'm like, no. I don't think Joey's hot. And I didn't really get upset by the fact. I didn't care if he, the question. I'm just, I didn't really understand the, the question because I never came across anyone like that in my whole life. So I, so I left it alone. And then years go by and I realize, you know what? My my friend might be gay. And of course I moved away to the no- to, to 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 another neighborhood. I was nowhere near where he lived anymore. So I lost in t- I, I I I lost in touch with him. So so now that we hit 2022 you know you you make gay references or gay jokes it's just it's so weird because you can say stuff with your friends your closest friends but the audience out there anywhere out there you know it's kind of like they just don't get how straight guys talk and we make fun of everybody. I mean. People are like. Oh that's awful. You should never make fun of people. And everything else. But in Living Color. Is the reason why. In some ways. That show really did save me. Because. It showed that I was able to. See people. Make fun of other people. But in a funny fashion. So when I. So when I. Made fun of my friend and made jokes about him or made jokes of the situation. People who know, who know us would think that's funny. People from the outside don't think that's funny. So I, I guess, you know, I just can't air that episode. And maybe if I become more popular. Maybe I will, but I probably would never. So, uh, and uh, you know, I just think that I just think that people, in some ways, needs to. I think they just need to lighten up a little bit. And and you know, feelings are there to protect us. But if we if we go by every word, by everything that people talk about us we just won't ever develop as a human being. We won't advance as a human being. It's, it goes, it goes, says, people I've heard say, the more intelligent someone is, the more humorous the person can be. Which, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Uh, I know that people say that um Albert Einstein had a great sense of humor and he was a very intelligent man. I know that people also said that Stephen Hawkins, who is also a physicist, he had a great sense of humor and he lost total mo- mobility to use his body and motor skills, but he was able to communicate with people through a computer. But his humor was very dry and very good. And only his closest friends understood it. And, you know, I, I joke around a lot. And I, make my, and I make fun of myself a little bit. And I have friends that make fun of me. I tell you this, you know, every once in a while when I go out with a friend of mine, his name is Sean, And we're talking to a bunch of people. Or we're talking to girls. And you can tell that he's losing the girl's interest. And she's starting to gain uh, interest in me. He'll say something about my left hand. As like T-Rex. And you know what? And I get it. It's a defensive mechanism for him. Because he might have a social... Uh social skill problems with the opposite sex. But in in our in in all honesty, you know, I never I never tended to hurt people's feelings or or make people upset. But you know what, I I seriously think that laughing at myself is probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Because I was way too serious. And when I mean what, way too serious when I was younger, I mean it in a way that that I didn't have fun. And and I was so concerned about people making fun of me. And people would you know, be nice to me, but if, if they're not going to invite you over, but they talk to you in classrooms or during class or after class or between classes but they never invite you over to hang out then you become by by yourself and I think that's really what happened and I want people to understand that if you are disabled and, and you can't laugh at yourself people are not going to want you over because most guys will joke around with each other and make fun of each other for their looks or their way that they that they walk or the way that they talk or anything that they did over the weekend that was really stupid, it becomes a joke. So I'm telling you guys out there, all especially the guys who are born with disability, you really have to understand that that you have to make fun of yourself in a way that's constructive. Now, I wouldn't go overboard and every time that you feel uncomfortable to make fun of yourself physically, but if you do it in a sense of a humorous jokes, then it becomes a much more f- more funny than pathetic. I think Think maybe sometimes I will use my disability as a way to shelter my f- feelings, but you know I I still talk to, to talk to girls and women and you know I still I still get rejected all the time, I really do. So for example, like in the last two weeks, I I have a coworker and then and then in a different department that I work in. And uh, I kind of thought she liked me because she would stop by and talk and just laugh, and we'd laugh back and forth and all that. And then I had the confidence to ask her as we were walking towards the cafeteria at work. And I asked her, hey, we should do lunch sometime. And she kind of hesitated. And then she started laughing. Now, I don't know if that laugh was a very nervous laugh or was a very flattering laugh. But it was a laugh that I just knew that, that she was not not interested. So about five, ten years ago, or even two years ago, I would have never asked her out on a date. You know... Sometimes you just know that you have a chemistry with somebody. And 9 out of 10 times, you already know that she has a boyfriend or she's married or whatever. And then it's very rarely that you find someone that's single, like you are. And then you have a chemistry. And then that chemistry never develops because she she says no go. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this, man. If I didn't have that sense, sense of humor about it, I would have been real upset by it. I would have been furious at it. And, you know, maybe she's insecure about herself. Maybe she thinks she's too good to be true. Maybe she thinks that I'm not man enough for her. And that's always going to be the case, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for especially for men who are disabled. We may never always feel that we're good enough for our counterpart of female uh, uh, relationship. So a lot of men who are born with disability, it's very rarely that we feel like we're just as equal to the opposite sex because of our physical disability and and some women will let you know right away that she feels that she is much more dominant than you are even if she's not but because the way I look maybe she didn't like me one bit but I'll tell people don't do what I did don't be scared for the for for the rest of your life and don't just don't avoid women because you're like, oh that girl's not gonna like me, oh that girl's not gonna like me. Man, if you shut your doors too close too fast too soon, you're never gonna get nobody to even talk to you. Nobody. No woman's ever gonna to talk to you. So I tell people and I tell people who are in their twenties who are disabled, you gotta keep trying. Just keeps talking. One of these days, one of these girls are going to say yes. And then you're really going to have to figure out where you're going to take her on a date. And you're going to have to figure out anything that pops in your head. Where you going to take her out to date. If you're going to see a movie. If you're going to go somewhere like a coffee shop. You know, I want to give people advice about dating. Especially for for disabled men. Don't take that girl on a coffee date. Because then it sounds like you're not serious at all. It just puts you in a friend zone. So if you like a girl. And you know that she likes you. Take her on a date. Where you have to pay for dinner and a movie. I don't even think people go to movies no more but take her to a dinner in a, in a play or a sporting event or whatever you have interest in. But don't take her to a coffee spot. Don't say, hey, let's meet for coffee at 11 o'clock for 20 minutes. That already puts you in the friend zone because then she's not going to take you seriously ever, ever. This is something I just, you know, I'm telling you, Anyone who's listening out there, don't do what I did, and don't run scared, and don't just sit around watching sports like I did in my in my th- th- in my thirties. That's all I did in my thirties—just watch sports, and I never ever gave any girl a chance because I always thought I was never good enough. And now I know that I am good enough, but now I have to work on my confidence. So I'm must- gonna. I'm gonna stop right there. I know I went from from telling you guys that I'm not gonna publish a my most recent uh podcast because of uh certain words that I used or gestures that I made about uh a community of people that may be offended. Um I'm just finished up about talking about uh, if you're a person or a man with a disability, don't give up. You, you need to put yourself out there. So if you like this podcast, thumbs up. Wait, I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> I'm not on YouTube. But but if you like this podcast, uh, tell the people listening to it. I come back. Uh, uh, this is the Crazy Dre podcast show. Uh, you can always email me at show at gmail.com. Uh, find me I'm through uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. And I'm also through Buzzsprout uh, distribution uh, website where they'll throw my podcasts everywhere. So, peace, love, and uh, come back again. All right, thanks.